0: The sound of wings flapping you might hear in the air is the sound of all our chickens coming home to roost. Treasury's most recent analysis of the government's long-term finances makes for pretty grim reading. We can see that the country is facing an interminable cycle of debt and deficits, with debt levels rising to more than $2 trillion in 40 years if we don't get the costs of an ageing population under control. The cost increases will be driven by the cost of health care and by superannuation, which will both increase under the weight of an ageing population. If you go back to 2013, the census taken in 2013, there were around about just under 300,000 people who were 20 to 25. In that same bracket, there were more than 600,000 people who were 65 plus. And that's the way it's going to, it's only going to get worse. So you've got a small proportion of the population who are going to be bearing the burden of an ageing population. And they've already, I would suggest, done enough. Our life expectancy is on the rise. In 20 years, the life expectancy for New Zealand women has risen two and a half years. For men... It's three and a half years. They're catching up to women, finally, and that's a good thing. However, it still means people, many people, living longer. That's only going to keep going up in terms of the life expectancy. There was much more bad news from Treasury. The cost of government spending will swell to 43% of the economy. Tax revenue won't keep up. Debt will be five times larger than it is today, putting us on a par with the grease of... A couple of years ago but we let's not dwell on all the gloomy let's drill down and focus on a bit of the gloomy and besides they are only projections things can change but only if a government and the voting population have the mettle to make that change we really do have to talk about raising the age of superannuation entitlement we need to do it sooner rather than later to be fair both national and labor have talked about raising the age and according to former Reserve Bank economist Michael Riddell who was on the Mike Hosking breakfast this morning, someone is going to have to find the cojones to go into an election saying we are putting up the age of retirement. It's just a matter of who's going to pull that trigger. I would think that a government, a party that was relatively popular uh, and heading towards uh, election that was willing to say that they'd do this and phase it in over 10, 15 years would be able to get away with it so long as the rest of their program looked appealing to people. And it, Because at some point, and I mean, this is where the rhetoric's right, people will start to get alarmed and they will start to say, I'm worried about my kids and my grandkids. Um, we need this adjustment. And we do. We absolutely do. I'm worried about our kids and our grandkids too. They're the one that have Ones that have borne a disproportionate burden. And I do think, hopefully, by the time our grandkids come along, the the price of housing might have calmed down, might have settled. There might be more supply, less demand. Hopefully, that is what we'll see happen. But we can't bank on that. We can only change what we can change. And that is raising the age at which you're entitled to superannuation. I know that there are plenty of hardworking people who are simply knackered by the age of 65. They have worked hard physical jobs, their bodies are worn out, and all they want is a few years where they can go fishing or poodle around the country, doing the things they never had time to do while they were slaving away in all weather and every condition. So allow people to access their Kiwis at 60 at the age of 65. or even earlier, they can access their Kiwi savers maybe at 60, and have the super kick in at 67 or 68 and raise it progressively. Australia has moved the pension age, or will be moving the pension age, to 67 from 2023. In Denmark, it's 67, uh, six years from now. In the UK, they're raising it progressively. It'll go up to 66 by 2026, to 67 by 2036, to 68 by 2046. You get the drift. Every OECD country is seeing the writing on the wall. As people are living longer, and the worst, the worst of it is... The absolute worst of it is that many of these people who are living longer have no quality of life. They're not living their best lives. Some of them are. Some of them are high kicking their way into their 90s having a blast. But a lot of them are existing. And there's no fun in that. So you've got people, a disproportionate number of people, who are going to be requiring a huge amount of money to keep them to keep them existing. That's with superannuation and that's with the rising healthcare costs. In the meantime, you've got a generation who's already been hit by COVID. There, an article in The Economist recently looked at the impact of school closures on children and it sets them back two to three years. Now, in, in this country where the schools haven't been closed as long as they have in Europe, it probably won't be as bad. But there is still an impact, a disproportionate impact, being borne by our school-aged children. We can only hope that the measures being put in place now will allow them to be able to afford a home, whether they're working as cleaners, whether they're working as caretakers, or whether they're working as brain surgeons, they will have the ability to buy a home. We don't know that for sure, but we can hope. But one thing we can do is say, okay, we're living and working longer, We're living and existing longer. We're soaking up huge amounts of taxes in terms of the super and in terms of our health care. The super fund, Michael Cullen's super fund, is only paying 50 to 20% towards our superannuation. We need to have a serious discussion about the age at which we get superannuation. Some might say whether we should get superannuation at all. Because we need to start looking out for the generations coming behind us. It's high time we did that. 0800 1080 80 is the number to call News Talk ZB.